You're listening to Mountain West Voices, I'm Clay Scott. Lodgegrass High School sits on a windy hilltop in the southeast part of Montana's Crow Indian Reservation, looking down on the little community of Lodgegrass. Curtis Brin is in his first year as the school's principal and athletic director. He gets to work early and stays late. He grew up not far from here, and he knows all the local families. In his office, the phone is constantly ringing, and he spends his days counseling students, meeting with teachers and coaches, mediating countless disputes, large and small. It can be exhausting, but he loves his work. In many ways, he says, his job is the fulfillment of a lifelong dream. But getting here was not easy. My family and I had just returned back from Missoula, where I went to elementary school and graduated eighth grade. And we had moved back into Crow Agency and uh, just beginning uh, enrolled as a uh, high school freshman at Hardin when um, I uh, decided not to go to school that particular day. That day changed Curtis's life. He'd taken his dad's pickup and driven into Crow Agency to see some friends. He came around a corner just as some students were getting off a school bus. He wasn't able to stop in time, and he hit two boys with his truck. He was arrested and taken by a Bureau of Indian Affairs officer to a youth detention center in Billings. Finally, a tribal court ordered him to boarding school. He was not to return till he had a high school diploma. I was sent to Flandre Indian School in Flandre, South Dakota. That was my first experience away from home. I had just turned 14 when this happened. After only a few months, Curtis was expelled for fighting. He returned to Montana for a couple of weeks before a judge ordered him away again. This time, he was sent to the Fort Sill Indian School in Oklahoma. It was a typical boarding school, the same uh, type of things that happened in Flandre happened there, you know, daily fights. Uh, I had my fair share of those, as well as uh, being in survival mode almost on a daily basis. There were gangs and rivalries among the students, often erupting in violent clashes. The worst, Curtis says, was at night. The dormitories did not have locking doors, and that's when most attacks happened. Oftentimes we went to bed with something in our hand or close by that we could easily grab, you know, a piece of wood or some kind of object that we could use. Um, so I, I grew up that way. Curtis learned to fight and to protect himself, but he says the scars from that time are both physical and emotional. That was a form of... Uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, uh, some kind of syndrome uh, of some sort. Even now I catch myself. I have to to really be guarded against myself because in an instant I could be angry uh, and and get into that mindset of of, uh, protecting myself or striking out. And and I always have to be aware of that and and conscious of that uh, because that's... Part of how I was, I won't say raised, but forced to be. The hardest thing about his boarding school experience, Curtis says, was being so far from home with no place to take refuge. His favorite teacher understood that, and for the first 10 minutes of every class, let the students talk about whatever they wanted to. Almost always, Curtis says, they talked about home. I really appreciate him, and so I wanted to be just like him. I wanted to do that, because I saw... The need for that. Curtis decided he wanted to teach. He returned to Montana and eventually got a college degree, but his plans were put on hold while he raised a family and spent 20 years working for the Indian Health Service. Then last year, he heard that Lodgegrass High School had an opening. I had an opportunity to come back to education 
and uh, took that chance, and, and here I am now, um, back to doing the things that I always wanted to do way back in the mid-'70s, and, and finally I had the opportunity to do that 40-some 40, 40 years later. And so it's, uh, it was quite a journey. You've been listening to Curtis Brin in Lodgegrass, Montana. Mountain West Voices is produced in association with the O'Connor Center for the Rocky Mountain West, a regional studies and public education program of the University of Montana. Additional support was provided by the Greater Montana Foundation. For more stories from around the Rocky Mountain West, go to mountainwestnews.org. I'm Clay Scott.